the Desert Dirt Biker with Corndog and Eric. Hello, fellow dirt bikers and friends. Welcome to the Desert Dirt Biker podcast, co-hosted by me, Corndog, and my good buddy, Eric. Eric and I want to thank you for joining us on our podcast journey. On the Desert Dirt Biker podcast, we talk dirt bikes. Yes, dirt bikes. We talk about our experiences, different races, organizations, race dates, bikes, gear, tips, history, and always try to bring you fun, exciting guests to tell their story. Now, grab a drink, kick your feet up, lean back, hold on, because here we go. Here's Corn Dog and Eric. Greetings, dirt bikers. Welcome to the Desert Dirt Biker Podcast. I am Corn Dog, sitting here with my co-host Eric. How you doing, Eric? Doing great, guys. How's it going? Sweet. Anyways, episode twenty-nine. Wow, December first, twenty twenty. We are in studio. Eric's studio in Panaka, Nevada. Anyways, uh, super excited about tonight's episode. Um, yeah, it's going to be a good lineup. Yeah, so uh, first we'll get on the phone. We'll get Austin Bott, good friend of ours. We uh, kind of sponsored him with his Enduro Cross endeavors this year. I think he's placed eighth or something like that in the series. So that's yeah. pretty cool good in job, his class. Austin. Yep, so we'll hear his story. He's also going to give us a 2020... Uh, enduro cross season recap kind of tell us uh who won each round and whatnot like that so kind of cool he's pretty excited and reached out to us wanted to do that for us so thanks austin and can't wait to hear some of your story and what you got going on and then yeah uh, and then following austin we're gonna get cooper abbott on the phone um cooper's also following the enduro cross series and has had some some good success this year and uh can't wait to tune in yeah. and, and see what cooper's got for us so looking forward to tonight's show hope you guys tune in and enjoy uh, we also want to thank our new sponsor of the show blood lubricants yes so huge thanks to jeff for coming on board and sponsoring our show and um, being another one of our sponsors to keep this thing rolling so yeah. that's very cool i know eric and his team used their product won a championship in the best in desert i yes, myself have not used it but i will definitely be making an order and uh yeah if you haven't if you haven't heard of it go to their website there's a lot of great information on their website but i'm telling you this stuff's good um it doesn't break down like some of the other oils that i've used in the past and uh the protection that it provides for your motor is is par yeah, that's pretty cool. You were showing me their graft or whatever on their website and uh, kind of eye-opening. So kind of yep, excited. It's good to stuff. That. Go check it out, bloodlubricants.com. Yep, yep. So I hope and glad you guys are all enjoying our show. And uh, I know we're having a blast doing this, sharing some history, sharing some stories, having some awesome guests. And, man, we got some guests coming up, lining up. and been communicating with them. And, man, it's just getting better and better and better. Uh, anyway, share us with your friends and family. We appreciate that, and I think you and them will appreciate it too. Uh, as goofy as we sound sometimes, but 
<laughs> oh, wait. As goofy as I sound sometimes, Eric's perfect. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's been fun, and I uh, hope you guys are enjoying it. We love two wheels just as much as you do, so yeah. it's our passion. It's what we like to talk about, and it's what we like to do. So hopefully we're giving you guys some decent content, and um, keep following us. Give us likes and uh, comment on our Instagram, Facebook. Give us some feedback or tell us what you want to hear. Um, What's our Facebook? Give us some guest <laughs> ideas also for somebody that, you know, maybe you got a contact or you want yeah. to hear come on the show. You want to capture their story and the history of, of our sport. So our Instagram is what the is Desert, it? Dirt, the Desert Biker. Dirt Biker. <laughs> and our and our Facebook is KD Eric. KD for Corndog and Eric. Uh, I wish we could have put the Desert Dirt, Dirt Biker podcast. But anyway, we were in the beginning stages and it's stuck now. So KD Eric. Then you can drop us an email too, the desert dirt biker at gmail.com. Let us know. Let us know what you think. Drop us a line. Let us know you're listening. Uh, it makes us feel good. And heck, maybe we'll throw your name out there, give you a, a shout out on the show or something. Give us an idea. I know we've had a couple of people do that. So we've, we've followed their ideas and their comments and we've ran with it. Anyways, well, let's go get Austin on the phone. Um, but hey, before we do, listen to this commercial from Blood Lubricants. Sweet. Let's go. Hey guys, let me tell you about Blood Lubricants. Blood Lubricants is a premium racing oil designed for your race machine. Jeff Green and the guys have developed 100% synthetic racing oil with amazing oxidation resistance. Better than other leading oils by up to four times. That results in reduced engine temps, smoother clutching, better protection against engine and transmission wear. This stuff's awesome. We ran it in our 2020 Best in the Desert racing bike. We ran the Blood Pro Elite oil, and uh, this stuff's awesome. It doesn't break down like other oils that I've used. When you drain the oil, it's still thick, has good viscosity, and it's not broke down like water. Go check it out at bloodlubricants.com. They have several different blends. They've got Pro Series, Pro Elite Series, and an ultra premium blend of Scorpion Blood. They have four-stroke oil, two-stroke oil, side-by-side -side oil, chain lube, and more. It's 100% made in the USA and 100% works. We won our 2020 Best in the Desert Championship with it. Run this oil in your bike. It was made to win. For a discount code, check them out at bloodlubricants.com. Get 25% using the promo code DIRT. All right, guys, here we are. We have Austin Bott on the phone. How you doing, Austin? Pretty good. How about you guys? Pretty good. Pretty good, Pretty man. Good. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us tonight, and hopefully we have a good time and learn something good. Yeah, definitely. Thank you, guys, for having me on again. Cool. So before we get into um, – you're going to tell us a little bit about the Enduro Cross and the 2020 – uh, season enduro cross season recap and um before we get into that let's kind of hear a little bit about you i know we've had you on the on the podcast little clips here and there and we we helped you out with your enduro cross t-shirts with our logo and helped you out with a little bit of sponsorship there so before we go any further let's hear your story 
Yeah, um, I've pretty much been riding as long as I can remember. I think uh, I did my first race around seven. Um, never really took it serious until I was in my late teens. I just kind of, I really enjoyed riding. Really hated when my parents took me out racing. For whatever reason, I just kind of shut down at the races. But I loved being on the bike and I loved the thought of racing. I just got overwhelmed at actually being there until I was uh, later on in my teens. Uh, I kind of skipped the 65 stage. I started out on a CRF 70. I couldn't touch the ground at all. Just kind of got set on it, told to go. I remember one of the very first times riding, my dad forgot to tell us how to stop, and my sister ran him over because he told us how to go and not how to stop. So it's kind of stuck with me to always – teach them how to stop before you teach them how to go <laughs> that's my philosophy yeah. right there yeah. <laughs> but uh well, around we, hey austin tell us where you're from or, or what, what you're doing now and then we'll jump into going back a little bit uh so i'm from marana arizona or more common tucson arizona so southern arizona okay. um now i'm racing uh mostly works and enduro cross i grew up racing what would have been whiplash uh, which was just an arizona series and then that went away started racing azop um so that's what in azop or a- arizona off-road promotions is what we call azop around 15 16 pretty much when i made the jump from a mini to a big bike so when I tar- started taking racing more serious, I uh, ended up coming up second in the 250B class there. And that's when I realized that I started to get a competitive edge, started pushing. The next year, I won the championship for 250B and then moved over to Works, which is where I was uh, lucky enough to meet a lot of awesome people, including yourself, Corn Dog. <laughs> over racing works yeah. um, was in for a big awakening we kind of my last year with a azop i kind of got a big head on my shoulders i won every race in my class the whole season didn't really have a lot of competition and then moved over to works and quickly realized that there just wasn't competition at azop <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but, works is pretty stacked. Yeah, yeah. they're a whole different the, ball game, I think. Yeah, I raced my first year in the C class and just was a pretty back of the pack rider. Decided that there was a ton of carnage in that class, so I was like, I don't think I'm ready for it yet, but I'm going to make the jump forward and race the B class the next year, thinking just to get experience. Ended up uh, going out and winning the Open B Championship, so that was. Would have been 2019, won the Open B Championship. And then this year for 2020, I was supposed to race 250A, Open A, uh, COVID and just life, everything. Kind of got in the mix of that. Only ended up doing one race of works this year. And then just focused a lot on Enduro Cross this year. All right. So, so was, done- this your first, was this your first season in Enduro Cross? Uh, so this would have been my second full season. 
Um, I raced my first season was 2018. I raced every race, all but one race. I broke my ankle in the middle of the season and lucked out to only miss one race with how the schedule was that year. 2019, I just raced the local round, and then this year I raced the full season again. Okay, very cool. And, and how'd you end up for the season in enduro cross? Uh, this year I ended up getting eighth overall. Um, so it's not bad. I'm a little disappointed with it. Um, just cause I know I can, I'm capable of better. I should be up there, but I didn't get a whole lot of practice time in for enduro cross our local track closed down and everything. So yeah. all things considered, not bad, but definitely wish I could have done better and going to be jumping at the bit for next year. Very cool. And that was in like, that was in the expert class or what class were you running? That was in the amateur intermediate class. Okay. Nice. So yeah, the expert class was just a pro qualifier. Yeah. They don't really have an expert class, right? It's yeah, exactly. The expert class is just your top three going to the pro main. Gotcha. So there's there this year there's only five to six riders in the expert class each round and they just and all transferred into the pro main. Yeah. Cool. And how many rounds was it? So we ended up doing six rounds this year. It was supposed to be four rounds at Glen Helen and then two rounds in Boise, Idaho. The weekend after or well, the day before round four at Glen Helen. Boise went back on lockdown, so they rushed to change things around and ended up racing rounds five and six at Glen Helen as well. Oh, wow. So you were down there for all six rounds, all all within a couple of weeks or something, wasn't it? Yeah, we ended up doing six races in 10 days. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it, was cool, though. A, it was a really cool experience. It was tiring on the amateur end so i can only imagine how the pros felt <laughs> they definitely hey, it wasn't windy down there was it <laughs> yeah that was uh corn dog got to see some of that one we ended up having some severe winds on one of the luckily it wasn't a race day it was one of the days between we ended up having 60 mile an hour winds all day at Glen helen for 24 hours straight <laughs> Yeah, I remember really? looking at one of your videos that your like your trailer was moving sideways. Or Almost something. blew your camp away. Yeah, it was. Uh, actually, we had un we were camping for two weeks, so we had unhooked the truck from the trailer, and just had the truck parked beside it, and it ended up pushing the trailer across the lot a couple, like a foot or so. So we had to hook the truck back <laughs> oh, up oh. to try and keep it from <laughs> moving, and it was a pretty nerve wracking. 20 hours there <laughs> yeah <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> that was i think there was only three of us that actually ended up staying at the tr- waiting it out at the track and all three of us had kind of decided that there wasn't a whole lot of option to leave by the time we realized we should have left <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> so there was three camps set up yeah and two of them and were one of them was the owner of Enduro Cross, and the other one was the track builder. So we were the only racers that were stupid enough to stick around for this. <laughs> hey, it makes for good stories later on. Yeah, that's for yeah. sure. It was a 
we had three dogs and two people in a 20 foot toy hauler for 24 hours straight without a break. So it was, uh, <laughs> that trailer was rocking. <laughs> oh, very cool. So what bike are you, what bike were you running for, for Enduro Cross? Uh, so I've been running for six years now. I've been on the 2012 YZ250F. Uh, it's been a really good bike. I need to, it's definitely been through some stuff, uh, but it's been extremely reliable for all that I've thrown it through. I have, uh, it's pretty crazy. I have probably well over a thousand hours on my bottom end. And this last weekend, I just hit 300 hours on my top end. Mm. So it's been a pretty yep, awesome. Without bike. a rebuild? Yeah, no rebuilds on the nothing. Never touched the bottom end. The top end, I've made it 300 hours now since I rebuilt it. Wow. Time for a new bike. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's, that's in the plans. My brother, just did a, uh, my brother just did a Yamaha uh, demo ride in, back in Georgia. And he said out of all of the bikes, he likes the 250 FX, I think it is. Yeah. And so he wants one. Yeah, my he dad has like a 2017 FX. And it's a good bike. It's a kind of weird bike to get used to, uh, depending on your riding style. It really doesn't suit mine very well. I feel like the bike's not going anywhere. But then you get off and look at videos of you riding and you realize that it's got a lot of move. It's got like a tractor feeling to it. So you never really feel like you hammer through, but it just pulls through everything. Nice. So, so Austin, explain Enduro Cross to somebody that's never raced it. So they pretty much take uh, everything that you wouldn't want to ride over and put it on the track. Um, we go from anything from this year. We had a... Uh, 10 foot tall water tank that they laid on its side that we had to ride over uh, they take tires off of like the mining dump trucks and lay them down for you to ride over or jump over uh, tree bases logs um, they'll take uh, firewood just chopped firewood and put it in a pit together loosely for you to ride through. Uh, they do what's called a matrix. So it's just a series of logs that are all from one log to the next is normally no more than a bike length apart. Most of the time, quite a bit less than that. So you have to stay going through or you'll get stuck and the logs are taller than your bike sits from the ground. So if you stop, your skid plate's going to catch on the logs and you won't have, your tires won't be touching the ground to keep you moving forward. Yeah. How much bigger is all the obstacles in real life than what it looks like spectating? Um, I can give you a decent idea on it. The finish line tire jump. If anybody's seen it, you know, pictures, TV, any of that. When I stood next to the finish line tire jump, they were about a foot taller than me. And then the, um, this year we had a big water tank that was, when my dad stood next to it, he's about six foot, and it 
looked like about two of him tall. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, dude. I raced an enduro cross several years ago. It was probably like back in oh oh eight, I think. Um. Anyway, it was. I was shocked by how much more magnified everything is when you get out on the course and how much bigger everything is. And, and, uh, by far probably one of the most difficult things I've ever done. Yeah. It's, uh, it pretty much terrified me the first time I ever got on the track. Um, I actually only ever started riding enduro cross cause I was out riding at one of the local Arizona tracks. And I do a lot of training with, um, DA eight and Destry Abbott, and he happened to be out there and he was training for enduro cross that year. And I was just talking to him a little bit and he's like, well, you ride off road and stuff, don't you? And desert and all that. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's, you know, that's what I race. That's what I ride. And he's like, well, why don't you ride enduro cross? And I was like, whoa, whoa. How do those two relate at all? <laughs> and he's like, well, he's like the enduro cross track is basically anything you ever might see on an off road track put together and magnified so if you can ride an enduro cross track you never have to think twice when you come across an obstacle in a desert race yeah you can ride anything yeah yeah so that's really where i started with that is i was like holy crap that's (laughs) seems like pretty solid advice yeah (laughs) he's like don't i didn't plan on racing it he's like just practice it so that when you go out and do your other races you're more confident when you come into obstacles and it definitely worked out really well uh I started riding enduro cross with him, Cooper and Cody Miller a little bit, just practicing here and there. And then I went out to my next race was in Flagstaff, Arizona. If anybody knows anything about Flagstaff, it's up in the mountains. It's a real wooded area. And we were going through the race and I was about halfway through the race and the lines were getting real rutted out. Tree roots were sticking through them. So everybody was changing lines, dodging trees. And I just, was able to think about riding the enduro cross track going over logs and stuff. And I just started jumping tree roots to stay in the fast lines and making passes on people and pushing myself faster than I realized possible. And I was like, that was, that wouldn't have been possible if I hadn't got that little piece of advice to try and ride this. So like if anybody has a track around them, it's definitely worth doing a couple laps. You know, you don't ever have to have the intent to race, but, if you have a track that you can go practice on, it never hurts to get a couple laps in and just start working on each of those individual obstacles. Right. Yeah. Good advice. That's cool. Yeah. Very cool. So you talk about Destry and Cooper Abbott and all them. Uh, have you ever attended any of their schools? Um. so yeah, I started training with the, when they used to do the, uh, when they used to have the gym, I started with them then um working with it and everything and then i've done almost all of their enduro cross schools i haven't actually done any technical da training off-road classes but i got pretty lucky to be friends with cooper and cody miller who rides with them a lot so i just uh lucked out into the having the advice of those guys and going out riding with them a lot so i do was doing a lot of riding with Cody and Cooper and then Destry would give me pointers when he'd see me around and see me at races and stuff. <clears throat> so they've been a big help. And for Enduro Cross this year, I was actually lucky enough to Destry have me in his pit for the whole ra- series. So I was able to put my bike with 
the pro pits and have him to talk to between races, little pointers on, you know, where I could go faster, why I messed up here, stuff. So I've been pretty fortunate to have Deshri Cooper in my ear throughout the last couple of years. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. So any more races left this year? Um, Oh, my God. Hopefully I have one race left. I might have actually uh, just blown my bike up out at Glamis for Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's got um, a thousand hours on the bottom end. Yeah. Yeah. I was supposed to race the December 19th at Canyon Raceway in Phoenix or Peoria, Arizona for the AZOP Christmas GP team race. It's a non-points, two-hour team race. So I'm planning on doing that one depending on how the bike looks I on, ended your, up... on your teammates bike hopefully and when <laughs> is that race uh december 19th and what is that it's the azop christmas gp it's a non-points race they do a normal 45 minute desert or gp race for big bikes and then they're doing a two-hour team race oh you weren't going to have a suit, were you uh, this weekend for works? Uh, no, I had to work this weekend, unfortunately. <laughs> well, good. You, you're getting got to pay for that new bottom end. Yeah, <laughs> paycheck with your, your your bike. Yeah, definitely. I don't not sure what happened. It was running really good, and we were up at Glamis. It's running really good. Then all of a sudden, it started smelling like it was burning oil, and then I checked the oil and. I had no oil on my bike and I was about 45 minutes away from camp. So oh. it ran until I got back to camp, but <laughs> not sure. <laughs> Run until she yeah. dies. <laughs> yeah. So if you went out tomorrow to buy a brand new bike, what do you think you'd buy? Well, I would be getting on the 2021 KTM 250 SXF. Cool. Nice. So yeah, it's hard for me to break away from the Yamahas. They've been so good in the past and they're they're still great bikes but ktm has a lot of brand support uh especially with the enduro cross series and stuff i've seen ktm hand parts out to riders hand subframe well husqvarna's handed out subframes to riders that have broke their riders in practices so that they can still race the main events i've actually even being on my Yamaha, gotten help from the KTM mechanics, factory mechanics in the past when I've broken cases and stuff to help me jerry rig something together to be able to fix my bike and keep racing that night. <clears throat> yeah, man, you got to support those who support the sport. Heck yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's the Yamaha is a great bike and they, they do a lot, but they're not really around the series that I've focusing on in the next couple years so right right so that's where your future's taking you though you're going to continue on with the enduro cross uh yeah that's i definitely um am pushing towards running the you know pro two pro two lights with works and then enduro cross um i i'll never get away from the work style racing i love the fast stuff like that um the enduro cross is just from what i've seen in the past couple of years it's got a lot more exposure so it's a lot more 
Uh, and, and it's easy to progress quickly right. from when I first started riding to this year is such a massive difference. And you can see it just in the track positions quickly and how fast you can change it just from my season this year, how fast I changed from round one to round six. It's got a lot of room for me to progress quickly through. Right. Very cool. Awesome. Well, we're wishing you all the luck um, and good job this year. And do uh, you got anything you want to talk to us about the Enduro Cross Series, like a recap or anything like that? Uh, that's not, I mean, it's anything further with that? Yeah, definitely. Um, If you don't mind, just real quick before that, I have a, I have a few people that back me regularly for everything I race and stuff, but I want to definitely give a couple people, specific people, a big thank you for the 2021 Enduro cross season, starting with you guys, uh, corn dog and Eric and the desert dirt biker for helping support me with my shirts and stuff to get me there. Cool. Uh, the DA training Destry Cooper and Cody Miller, for all the advice that they give me on and off the track. Um, just the guys at Enduro Cross for pulling this year off. They had everything thrown at them to make it a failure. And the guys at Kicker really pulled through and made it an awesome season, especially given everything they had. Right. Uh, Mary Rennell at MJS Moto Photos. If anybody ever races hard Enduro, you need to look into Mary. She does all American hard Enduro races and, She's a photographer from an, a, at another level up in the sport. She really takes pride in everything she does, and she's probably every rider that she knows' biggest supporter when it comes to race day. It doesn't matter how down and out she is before she gets to the track. When you come by her on the track, you can hear her over all the bikes screaming and yelling at you for how you're doing. <laughs> um, so just, yeah, I want to thank all of those you know, all of you guys for making this year possible because a lot of things changed and a lot of people stepped up in a big way to help me make the 2020 season possible. Very cool. That's awesome. Yeah. A lot of us, we can't do it without our sponsors or our backing or, or people pushing us to help us. So and that's most important. Yeah, definitely. But, um, so yeah, on the, the Enduro cross series, I got a, little bit of a recap for all six rounds for you. So in round one, we had in the amateur class, Shelby Turner went out and got won the amateur class, followed by Tyler Smith. And I'm going to butcher this last name. I apologize if he hears this, but Josh Muzankis. <laughs> That's a tongue twister. Yeah. And then in the uh, women's pro class, we had, Shelby Turner again winning that class with Morgan Tanky right behind her and Luis Forsley on the Sherco right behind her. So Luis and Cody made a big step this year. Luis Forsley and Cody Webb on the Sherco's trying to bring them to American Enduro this year. And they made huge improvements from round one through round six with those bikes. And those guys really pushed themselves throughout the year to, or season to re design a bike for this season um in the vet 35 plus class we had ryan govia from hawaii come down fly in for the series and win the vet class 
and mm-hmm. Wally Palmer got second, and Craig Thompson, the owner of SRT Off-Road, got third. And then for your pro class, the pros do a three-moto format. They race. Um, the first moto is off of qualifying gate picks. The second moto, the top eight actually start at the back of the pack. So they have, they have, uh, they reverse gate pick. So last place actually has first gate pick for the second moto. And then third moto is back to the normal gate pick off of the race before. And then just like with outdoor motocross, your combined lowest combined score wins the overall for the day. So for moto one, Colton Haker took the win followed by Cody Webb and Tristan Hart in third. Then for Moto2, you'll talk to him later. Cooper Abbott got his first Moto win, so pro Moto win. So that was huge. That was really cool to see, followed by Cooper Webb and Colton Haker. And that was, I'm sure Cooper will talk a little bit more on it, one of the most intense last laps I've ever seen on an enduro cross track. Um, Cooper and Cody were battling it out on the last lap. Cody passed Cooper and then went down right in front of Cooper while Cooper was already in the air. He ended up jumping and landing on Cody's bike, somehow rode it out and was able to stay in front. I think I saw that clip on social media somewhere. Yeah, it was going around for a while. It was a really intense (laughs) little (laughs) moment there. And then the third moto, Colton Haker, followed by Cody Webb and Tristan Hart, gave Colton Haker the overall for the round. Cool. Then for round two, uh, for the amateur class, Tyler Smith won it, followed by Joshua Fout and Shelby Turner. The vet class, Craig Thompson won it, followed by Ryan Govier and Wayne Dickert. The women's class, Shelby Turner won it, followed by Louis Forsley and Morgan Tanky. And then in the pro class, Hart would win the first moto, followed by Webb and Haker. Then second moto, Haker would win, followed by Webb. And then Corey Grafunder would make a podium appearance. Third moto, Colton Haker, followed by Hart and Webb, giving Haker the overall again. For the third moto or third round, we had Joshua Fout followed by Tyler Smith and Ryan Govier. So that's the that was really cool to see. He flew all the way down from Hawaii and raced both the vet and the amateur class for all six rounds. Nice. Wow. <laughs> he was pretty tired out there and he was racing a TM De- Designs bike. <clears throat> so it's cool to see. There's actually a I want to say six of those bikes out there, which was cool. That was the first time I've actually seen them at a race. Hmm. And what is that? It's just a bike that TM Designs is setting up or what? So I'm a little bit unclear of it. To be honest with you, I've kind of tried to look into it while I was up there. And it looks like they completely build the whole bike. I'm not sure if they get a motor from somebody or not, but it's a completely rebuilt redone bike from them they've got a different motor size than most of the other bikes that i've seen um 
just off by a few cc's here or there so it's kind of i think it's a another one of those beta type bikes that are the little bit underdog that are popping through now so then for the uh women's class you had shelby turner followed by Luis forsley and morgan tanky the vet class craig thompson uh, Ryan Govier and then Todd Sequinka. Apologize if he's listening to this. I definitely butchered <laughs> that one. <laughs> Where do they get all these last names? Yeah. Uh, and then for the pro class, Moto 1 would be Haker followed by Hart and Webb. Moto 2 would be Webb followed by Hart and Haker. Moto 3 would be Hart followed by Haker and Webb to give Tristan Hart, his first pro overall. So just a couple weeks before EnduroCross, he made the announcement that he was signing with Factory KTM, Red Bull KTM, and then um, came out swinging it EnduroCross and round three gave himself his first pro overall. So he definitely proved that he was, he earned that ride very quickly. Nice. Then round four, we had uh, for the amateur class, Joshua Fout, followed by Tyler Smith and Ryan Govier. The women's class, Shelby Turner, followed by Luis Forsley and Morgan Tanky. The vet class, Ryan Govier, followed by Craig Thompson and Wayne Dickert. Then in the pro class, Moto 1, we had Hart, followed by Webb and Haker. Moto 2, Haker followed by Webb and Hart. Moto 3, Haker followed by Webb and Hart to give Haker the overall. Round 5 gave the amateur class Shelby Turner claim the top spot, followed by Ryan Govier and Tyler Smith. The women's class, Shelby Turner claimed another first, followed by Morgan Tankley and Luis Forsley. The vet class, Craig Thompson, followed by Ryan Govier and Kyle Strever, which was really insane to see. So Kyle Strever actually got his bike stolen from his hotel in San Bernardino after round two of EnduroCross. He went out and bought a brand new YZ250F mm. while he was in California to continue racing the Enduro Cross series. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, he had three bikes on a little trailer behind his car and somebody just unhooked the trailer and took off with it. God, wow. That's horrible. <laughs> yeah, it was really awful to see, but he had an awesome head on his shoulders and was happiest to be the whole time he was there still. So then uh, for the Pro Moto 1, we had Haker followed by Hart and Webb. Then Moto 2, we had Webb followed by Cooper and Tristan Hart. Then Moto 3, we had Haker, Webb, and Cooper. So given Webb is first overall of the season. Then for round 6, we had Tyler Smith followed by Shelby Turner and Joshua Fout. In the amateur class, in the women's class, Morgan Tanky 
took the top spot, followed by Shelby Turner and Luis Forsley, which was a really awesome race to see. Um, so far that this season, the Shelby had just been on another level from the other women riders and had just kind of checked out from the first lap on this, the for round six, Morgan and Luis pushed hard and were all over Shelby from the get go. And actually Morgan ended up getting her. So that was a really awesome battle to see from those girls on that race. Nice. The vet race, we had Ryan Gouvier, Craig Thompson, and Dan Hayakawa, uh, another DA8 rider out of Phoenix. So it was really cool to see one of our local riders get up there. And then for the final pro race, Moto 1 was Hart followed by Webb and Haker. Moto 2, Webb followed by Hart and Haker. And Moto 3 followed by Hart, Webb, or Moto 3, won by Hart, followed by Webb and Haker, giving Hart the overall. So that ended up giving Colton Haker his... I could be wrong, but I believe third straight Endurocross championship. Nice. And then Tyler Smith won the amateur championship. Shelby Turner won the women's and Ryan Govier won the vet. So it's cool to see came all the way from Hawaii and then win himself a championship. Yeah, very cool. Then I believe that Shelby's second women's championship in a row. Cool. Yeah, right on, man. So how bike setup must just be huge for indoor cross racing, yeah? Yeah, um, it's definitely a little bit different. We go surprises a lot of people when I talk about it, but we actually, from what I run and what I hear most people run is we actually run a really stiff suspension setup. Most people expect soft because you're hitting logs and everything, but they just seem to make the races have so many big jumps in them. Like the finish line jump this year was huge. So they had some big log doubles and stuff. So we end up running a really stiff suspension to account for the big landings. And then um, Cooper is a lot better at describing kind of how he sets his bike down so i definitely suggest asking him when he's on but what he gave me a tip to do is um run the shortest chain you can with a low gear setup so that you uh pretty much i got my bike set up to where i ran third the entire race i never had to shift um and would just uh lower a shorter chain keeping the tire squish or the rear tire as far forward as possible put the shortest distance from front tire to, to back tire to give me the best likeliness to get down set in between logs to try and make the log doubles and stuff to be able to fully sink in to be able to jump out of it instead of the further out you stretch that back tire the more likely you're not gonna be able to get rhythm through those because you're just a little bit too long and you're back tire is going to catch or your front tire is going to catch. And then I run a recluse auto clutch in my bike. And I believe Cooper runs the auto clutch as well. He definitely runs a recluse. Um, I like it because I 
use it like a normal clutch 95% of the time, but that 5% that I mess up and miss it, I'm not <laughs> sitting there kicking my bike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I try to use it like a normal clutch. I try to forget that I have a recluse on my bike because it works just like a normal clutch unless you forget and don't pull it in and then it saves you. Yeah. See, so, there's another reason you need a new bike, Austin. Get that little magic button. Yeah, that's definitely true. <laughs> the older you get, the more important that little button is. Yeah. 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 So you're working this weekend. You'll be at the KTM dealership on Monday. Yeah. Uh, I wish it was quite that soon. <laughs> Hopefully here shortly I'll be out. Be sitting on there front door trying to knocking at it for it to open <laughs> all right well very cool well i guess we'll uh let you get back to doing what you do uh, you got anything else for merrick no man just uh congrats on the season sounds like you made huge improvements and uh, we're happy to to have been able to support you a little bit and, and follow your racing so congrats on that and thank you for coming on the show man yeah. yeah, definitely. Thank you. And uh, hopefully here soon I'll be able to get up there and we can all go ride sometime. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so thank you guys for having me on and your support and everything. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. We look forward to uh, seeing you improve and advance and can't wait to see you at the races again. We have a good time pitting together. Yeah, definitely. So thank you guys. All right, buddy. All right, have dude. a good night. See thank you. All right, you guys too. Bye. Sweet. Thanks, Austin. That was great. Awesome. Thank you for calling in and uh, giving us the recap of the Enduro Cross season and your story. Yeah, man. It was a good, good show, and we look forward to seeing how your future in Enduro Cross pans out and uh, watching you succeed and, and progress. So thanks for coming on, man. Heck yeah. So let's take another quick commercial break. And while we're doing that, we're going to try to get Cooper Abbott on the phone and uh, hear Cooper's story. All right. All right. We'll be back in a shortly. In a shortly. In a shortly. See, I told you I'm a goofball. Hey, guys, you got a dog? Go over to Throw Me a Bone at theantlerchew.com and check out their offering of fresh antler chews. Your dogs will love them. They're all natural and good good for your dog's health. Give that pup something to do. Let them chew on an antler, and uh, they'll love you. So go over to Throw Me a Bone at theantlerchew.com. Enter the promo code OFFROAD. The first five people to order will get a 5% discount and a $10 Rocky Mountain ATV gift card. So hurry quick. Promo won't last. Go check them out theantlerchew.com all right guys time for the tip of the show brought to you by throw me a bone at theantlerchew.com go check those guys out uh, they've got organic antler chews for your pet um, your dogs will love them they're all organic antler bone that don't splinter so go check those out dogs love them support throw me a bone all right your tip of the show tonight is on cold weather riding. Um, want to talk a little bit about 
getting ready for colder weather as it's starting to cool off here and uh, a few things to make your ride a little bit more enjoyable and allow you to ride a little bit longer into the cold season um, so some of the things that I do I look for a good cold weather glove um, there's some gloves out there that have wind stopper that will kind of break the wind from cutting into your gloves and and uh, that helps significantly I also like to wear an under under glove um, MSR makes a super thin under glove that's for uh, blister protection and that kind of stuff but those work really well to also give a second layer of insulation under your base gloves um, or your outer gloves so check those out um, I've used some <clears throat> different brands out there there's some good stuff that climb Klim makes um, they've got some really good cold weather stuff also flies got some good cold weather gloves check those out um, next something else that you can do is tape the front vents on your helmet to close off that airflow through your helmet to kind of uh, keep your helmet from ventilating quite so much um, I typically just put a little piece of white duct tape over the front over the front vents and uh, that helps quite a bit I'm running the fly um, formula helmet and it ventilates extremely well so it's a nice little tip to do during the winter to keep your keep yourself a little bit warmer keep that air from flowing quite so much and then third on my list is a good base layer um, there's several different types out there but find something that fits well um, and that is going to work for the conditions that you're riding in but a good base layer and then last is a good riding vest slash jacket so I run the fly jacket that zips down into a vest and then that way as I progress into my ride if I start you know in the morning or mid morning um, I might start with the jacket on as I warm up as I go throughout the day the day warms up a little bit zip it down wear a vest I can pretty much wear that vest all day without overheating and then uh, if you do get caught out in the elements you have that jacket with you so there's a couple tips for cold weather riding uh, hope you enjoy the show this week and we'll catch you later hey as promised we have cooper abbott on the phone right now i'm sitting here with eric uh and got cooper how you doing cooper yeah hey how's it going uh thanks for having me on appreciate uh, all right yeah to be on it thank you for coming on the show and taking the time and and uh i know we've been working a couple of weeks to get you on and finally made that happen so we are excited to hear your story yeah for sure uh i've been a few weeks we've been trying to get on so uh excited to kind of tell the story and and talk to you guys sweet so uh you were doing a little driving today you drove over to california for a photo shoot or something like that yeah, so I uh, got a little photo shoot to do, and uh, yeah, I'll be over here for a few days and then uh, go to the uh, Kirk Sully uh, ride day at Fox Raceway. Oh, sweet. Very cool. Very cool. So um, we are very excited to uh, hear your story, so I guess we'll just jump right into it. Um, tell, it yeah. tell us who you are, tell you 
tell us where you've come from and who your dad is, I guess, and yeah, <laughs> and go from there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Cooper Abbott, um, just uh, shoot, twenty-two. I almost forgot my age. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I kind of was born into racing. Uh, my dad Destry, he uh, raced for uh, a long, long, long time. He's <laughs> uh, he's nice and old now, but now he's uh, he's taught me a lot uh just throughout growing up and and really i wasn't too into it i don't know if it was maybe just the name or, or what it might have been when i was younger but uh, i really got into sports and wanted to go pro in basketball and and kind of put a lot of focus into that and then uh about sophomore year of high school i kind of started switching over to riding a little bit more and, and kind of started enjoying that a lot more and, and that started taking off and so just try to put more emphasis on that and uh kind of led me to uh where i'm at now and Signed with the Satellite uh, KTM team, the RPM Racing team. Um, for just signed a deal for twenty one as well. So nice. excited about that, and uh, yeah, should be a good year. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, speaking of your dad, I've uh, <laughs> we're probably close to the same age. I mean, your dad. So I remember watching him and kind of idolizing him since my younger years, and. Now I'm looking at you and idolizing you, I guess. <laughs> it's weird. It's crackling again. Yeah, same thing. Uh-oh. There you go. We're back now. I, I'm not sure what's going on there. All right. Well. Yeah, I heard something about idolizing, but. Yeah, we I idolized your dad from way back. and Yeah. Now, now the tables have turned and added you to that list. Yeah, definitely. It's, uh. I'd say it's been a huge help having him kind of he's made mistakes as he's gone. So he's kind of helped me throughout pretty much my whole racing career so far and, and kind of lead me along the way. And and when I make little mistakes, we're all going to make mistakes, but he's been through so many of them that he understands how to deal with them and kind of figure it out and uh, get better. So that's uh, the biggest thing with racing is trying to uh, figure out your weaknesses and, and get better. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, you've been uh, racing the Enduro Cross Series this year. You had some success this year. Tell us about that. Yeah, for sure. Um, this year went pretty well in Enduro Cross. Um, a little bit of a different year with all, all six of them at Glen Helen um, with all the COVID situation, but it was good. Um, unfortunately, last year I got hurt. Uh, I think it was eight days before the first round. So, that was. Uh, pretty gutted on that one um but luckily kind of rebounded pretty well this year and, and uh put in some good results got a, a moto win at the first round and a third overall uh behind colton and colin haker and cody webb so that's uh that was a big accomplishment there and then uh capped it off with uh i think it was i think three or four fourths overall and then a fifth and a sixth so um pretty consistent so those were uh, definitely the best results I've ever had on Enduro Cross. So uh, hopefully, uh, put in some more work and and be better next year. Nice. So you got your first pro win. How'd that feel? Uh, a lot of emotions came out on that finish line. <laughs> um, a lot of work, and and you know how it is. Everybody doesn't see all the hard work, and and it's sometimes hard when it doesn't show right away. So uh, it was. Uh, a lot of hard work to get to that point and and honestly never thought it'd be possible to uh beat colton cody and tristan and 
and all those guys. They uh, they're pretty fast and uh, kind of got things played my way a little bit on that moto, but uh, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Didn't you have like a near crash or something where you almost landed on somebody or land? Was that? Yeah, I, I saw that video. That was gnarly. Yeah, that that was. Um, I don't know. I think that was round three. I had two close calls. Um, I had that one where I almost landed on uh, Anthony Johnson. Uh, he rolled it, and I was battling with uh, Corey Grafunder, and we and I jumped it, and it was I needed that spot for fourth overall, so uh, kind of sent it a little too much there. But uh, luckily, uh, he made the right decision and saved both of us. Um, and then I had another one actually, the Moto I won. Um, Cody Webb actually got around me going into the last lap, and. Uh, I was like, man, just stay close enough if you can make a pass towards the end. Um, and he went down in the tires, and I was already too committed behind him and and landed on his bike. Both feet came flying off, did a cool Superman, <laughs> shot off the track, and then came back in and then uh, just salvaged that one and, and pulled it back in uh, and just pretty much rode around the last lap, just tried to stay up and not make too many mistakes. And, yeah, that was uh, – it's an interesting race to get my first win. Yeah. What what did he come up to you at, at the finish line and say anything to you or congratulate you or anything like that? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I get along with all those guys pretty well. So he was uh he was pretty pumped and uh which was uh cool for me. So I didn't know how they'd take it with uh another guy beating them once, but it, <laughs> uh now they're really good. So very cool. That's cool. So Cooper, when you make when you make a mistake like that, how do you regroup? I mean, do you just try to really, slow things down or? Yeah, I, th- I think really just trying to forget about your past as, as fast as you can. You're going to make mistakes no matter what, especially on enduro crosses. A lot of mistakes are made. So when I was coming up mentally, that I think that's what Cody, Colton, those guys are so good at is mentally forgetting those mistakes. And uh, that was something I did a lot better this year was, if you can forget your mistakes, you're going to ride so much better. So it's just really trying to reset. Not maybe even if you have to take a quick deep breath and lose half a second, you'll end up making more later on. So just uh, try and reset and, and get back to focusing on the race. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's awesome. So what are so what are your plans for next year? Yeah, for uh, 21, uh, I signed with the Satellite KTM, the RPM racing team, uh, again for them. So I'll be doing uh, the whole Hard Enduro Series, East Coast and West Coast. So I'll be uh, getting a, a decent amount of traveling in. And then uh, Enduro Cross will be another one of my main ones. And then uh, try and hit some selective works races and, and GPCs and a few other races while I'm at it. Very cool. Um, Sweet uh any works did you say works or no yeah yeah so uh it depends on kind of how the schedule i haven't seen the hard enduro schedule yet um but i'd like to do for sure vegas works um and then uh i know Blythe works that's only about two hours for me so probably try and do that one and i like i like the sandy one so if there's a couple sand ones i might try and do that yeah how about works this weekend and have a suit? It's Sandy. You going there? Yeah. No, I'll be at the the Kirk Caselli ride day actually this weekend. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. That's I, thought, right. I thought I thought about racing uh, the works race at Havasu this weekend, but uh, 
didn't really uh, I haven't been on the 450 too much lately and I'm like I don't want to go in I want to if I race I want to go in fully prepared so uh, I wasn't able to fully prepare for that one so probably uh, take this one off sweet yeah very cool um what about any kind of long distance racing like best in the desert or or vegas arena or anything like that do you ever do any of that or yeah have done anything no i haven't really done any of that like uh i'd like to do uh like a heron hound and, and stuff like that uh maybe next year just kind of get my feet wet and a little bit of that and and even going down to mexico and maybe doing like uh just at least practicing for baja or something and just do something fun um try and have fun with it not get too serious about it but just enjoy it and yeah maybe try and hit a couple of longer ones i'm trying to get my dad to team up with me for like uh, a longer team race but I, I don't know if i can talk him into it <laughs> right that'd be cool yeah so baja that's on my bucket list eric has raced down there several times yeah but uh I, I want to go down there maybe next year, even even if I'm pitting somebody, I, I want to go. Yeah, no, Mexico's pretty cool. Uh, only been a few times, but uh, it's uh, pretty neat down there. Very food, cool. Food is really good, that's for sure. Well, you can always come race my race, the ground shakers race in Caliente. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't uh, like going fast. I, I like the slow pace. I get scared. Anything over fourth gear and I get scared. Right. <laughs> I don't believe that. <laughs> I don't know. When I helmet right now I get scared and then when the helmet goes on, I'm like, all right, go. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, but it's it's fun. It's uh it's fun doing different different disciplines and, and kind of trying to be an all around rider. It's kind of what I've tried to do and grow up doing all different things. Right, right. Well, I'm sure your parents are pretty proud of you and what you've accomplished and where you're going. We're all excited and all proud. So very cool. Yeah, for sure. It was uh pretty cool this year. I have my dad uh, and my grandpa at all the enduro crosses. So uh, my grandpa was, uh, my grandpa's a pretty quiet guy and, and not, uh, he stays pretty silent, but that was uh, probably the happiest I've seen him, which is uh, pretty cool. So yeah, that's awesome. That is cool. Yeah. So going back a little ways, what what was your first bike? Did you have like little mini bike or did you just want nothing to do with it and wait yeah. until you were 15? I actually, when I was super little, um, I had a little KX65 uh, when my dad was on Kawasaki. Um, and But I maybe rode it three or four times during that year. And then uh, I kind of got my sister's, my sister rode a lot when she was younger. She was more into it than I was. Um, now it's kind of <laughs> flip-flopped, but um she had 85 so then i got handed down her 85 but when i had bikes i really was only riding a few times a year if that so i mean i had a bike but it wasn't it was more just sitting there pretty in the garage <laughs> yeah what what was that what what was what clicked what what made you want to do the bike you just got on it one day and something clicked or yeah um i don't know I, my sister did make a bet with me i started riding a little bit more and she made a bet with me at um i don't know what year it was i think it was 2013 2014 something like that she made a bet she's like oh you should try and race the first round of enduro cross next year and like this was a complete joke because i couldn't ride over a single log and i was like <laughs> there's no way this is happening and literally like eight months went by and i ended up showing up at the first round 
uh, I trained for like, I pretty much, that was when my dad was doing them. So I trained with him and obviously I do one lap and he'd do like 10, but it was, uh, it was pretty cool. So I did, I ended up doing, I think four rounds that year. And then, uh, I think that was pretty much what got me hooked. Um, I really liked yeah. the enduro cross and it's weird. It's a struggle, but, uh, I think that's what makes it fun and you can, uh, you can be better everywhere. So that's what's was cool. that your first race that enduro cross was that your first ever race or um no i did i did a couple works races um okay yeah i think glen helen works was my first ever race yeah i did on a two kx2 video so uh man that was probably 2010 or something like that so wow. yeah a little, a little so how... ago, maybe a little later than that 2011 or something but no, it was, uh, how have the how have the enduro cross courses changed over the years from when you first started doing it to now? Yeah, I think it's I think they're actually it's a little different. Um, everybody says they've gotten a little more motoy, kind of more jumpy, but I also think that everybody's gotten a lot better. And like you look at tracks 10, 15 years ago, and they look technical because everybody's struggling. But then nobody really had tracks to practice on. Where now all of us have tracks. We're riding a few days a week and putting in motos where everybody back then was just kind of showing up. My dad even would just show up and he's like, all right, let's go. But uh, yeah. I do think they have gotten a little more jumpier. But I don't know. You, you have to favor towards some amateur and expert guys because they're kind of what keeps the series going and just uh, – you kind of have to favor the bulls, so it's hard to make if you make the track too hard. Uh, amateurs and they're not really gonna like it, so I think uh, you're in a yeah. tough spot no matter which way you go. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. Eric raced uh, an enduro cross in where was that, Eric? Oklahoma, yeah, it was in uh, I think 2008, Guthier, oh. Oklahoma. Uh, oh. Dave Pearson was there, yeah, Caddy. Mm -hmm. I think your dad was Yeah, there. I think he was at that one. I remember he said he raced, uh, and, uh, I think, two of them in Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Yeah, you got to do another mm -hmm. one then. Um, Man, it was gnarly, dude. I learned so much from yeah. it, but it was, it was gnarly. Yeah, they're, so. they're, they're tough for sure. It's uh, There's not much breathing that goes on around the lap. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> hold, your, you yeah. hold your breath a lot. Yep. But no, they're they're definitely a blast and uh, definitely enjoy them. I don't know. I think it's a love hate relationship. I love them sometimes when they're going well. They're awesome. <laughs> when it's not going so well, right. they're not as fun. Yeah, right. yeah. Plus, Eric likes to go fast. You guys go too slow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm we, the opposite. I'm the opposite. Uh, I like going slower. I'm yeah. scared. Eric and his team just got a championship in the best in the desert this year. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fun. It's good season. Pretty stoked for. Yeah, that's good. So, cool. What? Uh, did you? Who'd you team up with? So we raced the expert open class. I was with a couple dudes from Boulder City. Nice. Tyler Harvey, Damon Bush. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I know Dan. I was teammates with Damon in yep. 2017. I think it was. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that was on the Pervines team. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cool. No, it was good. So. No, those races are fun, so fa faster than I want to go, but <laughs> they're good. Yeah, for sure. It gets a little hairy when you're moving at those speeds. Yeah. And... 
Yeah, I just a lot can happen. Just roll off the throttle now. I'm like, yeah, this is this is good. I got a scary moment. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Landing yeah. on people and yeah. other riders and stuff. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's slower okay. speed. So, do you spend most of your time on an enduro cross track, or do you just do some all kinds um, of all around stuff? I, yeah, it kind of depends on turn the tracks. Um, honestly, practicing enduro cross, I, I have to say, is not the not the most enjoyable thing always. Um, so, kind of yeah. normally enduro cross starts in August, so um, usually end of May, beginning of June is when I'll kind of start warming up and and slowly getting into it, and then. Uh, kind of start building each more ride once a week then twice and then kind of keep building until we're we're at that good base and keep getting better but yeah other than that uh pretty much switch off it depends on what races are coming up um i like riding everything i have a 450 uh a 300 a 350 so i kind of have a little bit of everything to where depending on what i'm feeling i can go do so that's pretty cool um Pick your yeah, weapon for the so, ride you're going yeah, on. I try, yeah, right if on. I don't have any races on the weekends or nothing, no big race coming up, I'll try and moto on the weekend. Um, and then during the week, more ride the 300 on uh, my more technical hard and drill stuff. Do you ride much with your dad? Uh, yeah, yeah mainly that's who I ride with. Um, him and another friend. And uh, he's, uh, he's, and who's he's the one to say? He's pretty busy with his DH training classes. So, uh, I don't always get to ride with them, but uh, who's the one to say let's go riding? Him or you? Uh, me for sure. It used to be him. Yeah. Now yeah. he's like, man, I'm getting old. I'm tired. I'm all. I'm yeah, always, you're like, still dragging him out though. Yeah, it used to be the opposite. <laughs> I'd be like, dang it, I'm tired. But yeah, it's kind of switch, switched <laughs> no, a little cool. bit. But hey, we had Austin bought on a little bit ago on our show, and he told us to ask you about your bike set up in enduro cross you said that you would know more about that is there something special that you do just stiffer suspension um or is it trade secret a little bit yeah no no secrets um i rode a, a 350 sxf this year um obviously i switched to an 18 inch rear wheel um but ran this the sxf tank just because a little smaller you don't need much fuel for uh enduro cross um but we run super short gearing um i run a 12 tooth on the front and a 51 tooth on the rear so it's it's wow. crazy short gearing um this year i actually ran the recluse auto clutch the radius cx um so just kind of help get that little bit more lug through the rocks um and then especially when i had arm pump too just kind of <laughs> help out through that and so the bike wouldn't stall um but no nothing nothing super crazy uh, we'll run the forks a little higher in the clamps, um, just help the bike turn a little more. But uh, yeah, and then uh, a gummy tire—that's that's probably one of the number one things for me would be a gummy tire. It's crazy the amount of traction you can get with that versus a, a normal hard pack tire. Uh-huh. Yeah, but uh, not nothing crazy. No motor work. Stock motors—they're uh, they're pretty good stocks, so. Run a, I run a spark arrestor just to smooth it out. It's too fast for me, so yeah. I, I like it a little smoother. But uh, that lots of guards to save from the rocks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a few a few guards. Practice bike has a little more guards than the race bike does. Race bike practice bike gets a little more beat. 
Yeah, right. Try, try and be a little imagine. nicer to the race bike. Yeah, it's like showing up at a dump and go race through it. Yeah, much. They just throw everything yeah, out there. Much. It's uh, yeah. it's tough, <laughs> but uh, enjoyable at the same time. They still do water features and stuff. Um, they didn't this year. Um, I heard they might do them again next year. So, um, it's cool at some rounds. It uh. For us, washing the bikes not as fun after it kind of stains yeah. the stuff a little bit more. But it uh, either way, I don't mind it. Makes the track a little more technical, which uh, mm. is pretty neat. So it kind of changes the track because in the morning they won't put water in it, but afternoon they'll put water. So it track changes quite a bit from morning to afternoon. All right. So I used to go and watch all the enduro crosses when they were in Vegas at the Orleans. And it was indoors. Are they all typically outdoors now, or are they a little bit of mix? Um, mainly indoors. Um, I heard next year there might be one or two outdoor, um, but mainly indoors. I think just because of the whole COVID situation, um, they were pretty right. much all outdoor this year. So it was uh, that was definitely different. And staying at the same place for all six rounds, um, it's kind of like how Supercross mm-hmm. was, where they ran Utah for I think eight rounds or something. But uh, just uh, weird times right now, but uh, yeah, I think next year uh, the majority of them will be in indoors, which is a pretty cool atmosphere. It's uh, it's definitely a different atmosphere being indoors versus outdoors. So uh, I like the more indoors ones, but we'll uh, we'll find out what it's like next year. Right? Yeah, I I when Austin was telling me that they were outdoors at Glen Helen, it kind of blew me away. I didn't I had no idea that they would do something like that outdoors i thought it was an indoor only thing but i guess it worked (laughs) no it worked really well they actually they did a really good job even when i showed up i was like wow they uh it was even bigger and better than i uh, that than i had expected so uh that was pretty cool to show up and and kind of everything was they uh they made everything big so and it was cool that for being at the same place for all six rounds i think they changed the track five out of the six rounds so it was kind of didn't feel like the same track every time so which was cool yeah that's that's good i think I would, that's a good call change it yeah. up a little bit so eric asked me one time uh <laughs> and i'm gonna ask you do you have any like pre-race rituals or do you do something weird funny um <laughs> trying to think i i don't i don't have anything crazy uh breathing i have a couple like i'll do like two deep breaths every time before the start um nothing crazy though um i have rituals when i get dressed that's about it i gotta go i'll go left sock right sock left knee brace right knee brace i'll go left right every single time um it's i don't know i don't know i've done it since i was little and and even with the helmet, like if I get a brand new helmet, I'll drop. I drop a brand new helmet every time before I ride. I can't, I, I, I can't, <laughs> can't ride with a brand new helmet without dropping it. So, yeah, but no, yeah. I'm not, not crazy superstitious. So try, uh, try not to do too much because then it just messes with your mind. Right. Yeah. Or, or you'll get out there on the start and you're like, oh, yeah. I forgot. No, Hold I on. I got to go up. do that. So. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. now I try and keep it pretty simple. Just uh, focus on what's ahead. Very cool. 
Um, are you going to school or anything uh, like that, or, or are you just no, focusing um, on yeah, so racing? I went to normal public high school. I uh, graduated high school barely. Squeaked by. Um, but uh, <laughs> no, I haven't got to college or anything. i uh, just been uh, – my plan was to go to college, and then I signed a contract in, uh, to kind of race full-time. So as of right now, it, it pays the bills for, uh, for as of right now. So try and uh, keep it going as long as we can and uh, see where we can take it. And if not, we'll go, uh, go to school, get my EMT, and then uh, probably be a firefighter is kind of the backup. So, uh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, Solid so choice. Kind of <laughs> that's what my dad and mom are big on, so having a backup at least. So they're like, pursue the racing, of course, but you got to have a backup. So that's kind of the backup right now and try and pursue this as long as we can. Very cool. Yeah, right on. Firefighting thing is good choice. If I was to do it all over again, that's where I think I'd go. And Eric is the fire chief here oh, in Lincoln yeah. County. Yeah, so uh, yeah. I know uh, we actually, a lot of firefighters actually ride in Arizona. Uh, not sure how it is there, but um, we have a ton of them. Actually, with my dad's classes, I've gotten to know quite a few. We've actually taught two chiefs that are in Phoenix, so it's uh, – gotten to know them pretty well and kind of talk to them a little bit more about it and kind of figure out what i need to do and stuff yeah, yeah i might be a little biased but i think they yeah well together yeah even even <laughs> they all say they're like, a lot, we like motors it's kind of the same community a little bit yeah it's it's different yeah. but people are kind of the same and so Right on. Well, what do you do when you're not on the bike? You used to play some basketball? Uh, yeah, we or... actually have a little uh, half-court basketball court in our uh, backyard. So me and my dad, will, uh, my dad's pretty good too. So we'll uh, go have some contests. We're uh, pretty competitive. So we have a, a little like uh, pickleball court. It's like t- tennis-like kind of game. So we'll go uh, play that in the backyard. And pretty much we just make a lot of bets. So um, <laughs> a lot of bets on who wins and stuff. So um depends on whose whose day it is but yeah we play uh quite a bit of sports and and uh yeah other than that i uh i have my gym trainer i'll go to uh off season is three days a week um and then in season is two days a week uh with justin wakefield at uh legends so been uh happy with that and then uh kind of when i'm not working out either either pedaling or or doing something like that i uh Kind of everything revolves around racing right now. So uh, doing something to try and get better pretty much. Yeah, that's pretty much it is. And as long as we're out there active, I mean, that, that's the key to life, I yes, think. definitely, for sure. I, uh, I, I don't do good at yeah. sitting still, not doing much. So uh, like, <laughs> even this drive, it, it makes me sit down. So I'm like... All right, this is my rest time now. Now I'm ready to go. Yep. Very cool. Uh, let's see. What else do we want to throw out there? What uh, What do you think about when you're on the bike? Um, this was definitely something I struggled with when I was younger. I've gotten better, but I used to – my mind would be all over the place when I'd ride. I'd be thinking about, I'd be in a race, a two hour, like work race. So I'd be like, Oh, I wonder what I'm going to eat for dinner tonight. And you're sitting there thinking about what you're <laughs> going to eat. And I'm like, man, like quiet. Like you gotta kind of shut, shut your mouth, like shut your head down and, and kind of just focus on what's ahead. Um, 
my best race, my bet, best look, race, a butterfly. Best, <laughs> best races are when I'm fully focused. So if I could do that every race, that's the goal to try and just be fully focused right. on the race. But, uh, man, it's hard. I think, uh, even the top pros, it's, they, that we all think and our minds go other places sometimes while we're racing, but that, uh, try and stay away from that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's amazing how much the little things play into our success with, you know, confidence and mental, mental mm-hmm. strength and all those little things. Yeah, but. for sure. Definitely. Uh, try and always think positive. So that's, uh, that helps a lot. Well, tell us a little bit about the DA, the school. Do you, is that just yeah. your dad's deal, or do you get in um, on that yeah, too? So that's, or uh, pretty much a dad, my dad's full time job now is just training um, riders, whether it's people that want to race full time or just guys that want to ride safer or get better. Um, I'll help out. I used to help out with probably eighty or ninety percent. Now I help out probably fifty percent. Um, like off season now, I've been helping out him out a bit more. Um, if it's bigger group classes, I'll pretty much always help them, but, uh, yeah, it just depends on if I have races coming up, but I try and help them and, and try and, uh, give some tips if I can, but, uh, pretty much all the tips I've gotten are from him. So he, uh, he knows more than <laughs> I do. So, but, uh, I try and help them as much as I can and, and even learn from them. Very cool. What about this, uh, this Christmas camp or thing or whatever I saw. Yeah, this for that. is uh, um, the third third annual, I think it is. Um, we've done a Christmas camp the mm-hmm. last two years, um, around fifteen to twenty riders each year. It's been so far, so uh, it's been pretty cool. Everybody stays at the house. Um, we have a few apartments at the house and then uh, motorhome and stuff. So they'll uh, stay in that, and we ride three days, or I think it's like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, three different places and kind of work on sections, form, uh, all that sort of stuff, eating, trying, uh, trying to just work on getting better, pretty much trying to improve everybody and, and just help them be safer, faster riders. Cool. Now, is there any spots open for that yeah. this year? Or yeah, I think there's, sell out? so I think he capped it off at 15. I think there's, 12 or 13 signed up right now so i think there's two or three spots left um so yeah i think there's a few left um as of i think that was yesterday so i'm sure there's still a couple open but uh it's pretty cool atmosphere there you yeah. go corn dog get yeah, down we'll there get you down. <laughs> but uh no it's really cool atmosphere yeah. and and just fun fun group of people yeah it sounds fun Awesome. Well, Cooper, what's what's something that you've learned from your dad that's influenced you the most? Or um, helped you the most? There's a lot of things. Um, probably one of them is just just trying to forget forget what you your mistakes. If like you make mistakes, just try and move on and and move forward to what's coming up next. Because if you just always think about your mistake you made, you're gonna go so much slower and make more mistakes and and just trying to be positive thinking that's uh i think that's one of the most overlooked thing is is mentally how big it plays a difference in your riding and racing so if you can uh, work on your mental game and and really improve that i think that's one of the biggest a- aspects of racing 
Mm, very good. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, it's awesome to have a dad in the position, you know, that, that you're in. Uh, yeah. Very cool. For, for sure. You it know, definitely, uh, not many people coming up have that. So, uh, definitely helps. Yeah. And I know you guys had a close call there for a while. Yeah. With both your parents. Was, uh, and I know our hearts were out to all you guys at that, that time in your guys' mm-hmm. life and hope that's all done and over with and yeah, for keep sure. moving that forward. Was, uh, a tough, uh, tough couple of years and a few years and, and even now getting better, but still, uh, not a hundred percent, but it's, uh, it's better than it was. So, uh, that's good at least. And they're both doing pretty well and healthy. So that's, uh, I guess all we can ask for for right now. So trying to uh, keep them healthy and yeah, that's good. And, uh, keep them around as long as we can. Yeah. It, it makes a whole new light on how to cherish. Yeah, life definitely. Uh, made me grow up quick, but, uh, made you realize kind of don't take things for granted and, and just, uh, enjoy things pretty much. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Cherish I, what you got. Yeah, I know I lost my dad when I was 16 oh, in a motorcycle accident. So and I had to grow up fast. You know, that was a long time ago, but it, I, I cherish everybody, all my friends and everybody that has a dad. Yeah. I, I think it's awesome. They need yeah, to cherish sure. every moment. Uh, be, uh, be hard not having them around. So it'd uh, be tough, but uh, luckily yeah. I do and kind of, both of them are, are healthy, so uh, that's the most important thing. Absolutely. Awesome, man. Well, uh, is there anything we didn't ask? Um, share? Man, I think we captured quite a bit of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's on your bucket list? Do you have anything like five years down the uh, road? Five-year bucket racing? list. What do you got? In, in racing or um, in life? Whatever. In life, just to enjoy life, I think, and uh, obviously enjoy things. Try and try and be a positive role model, I guess, and try and just do everything the best you can. Um, but in racing, probably try and make a full career out of this. Try and uh, do it for as long as I can, and as well as I can, and hopefully, uh, win a few championships along the way, and and have a full factory ride. Obviously, is the biggest goal right now is having a factory ride hopefully uh next few years if i can put it together hopefully uh make that happen and kind of just uh reach each goal and and kind of move on to the next goal i think uh having goals is a a massive part of people's success so you can set goals and set some longer five-year goals that you really want to achieve that seem a little ways out there right now but when you slowly work towards that it uh it doesn't seem so far yeah very cool um for a new rider do you have any advice and you probably yeah. get this with the schooling the schools you guys do but what what's some advice you would give to a I new think just rider enjoy it. just try not to be too harsh on yourself you're gonna make mistakes um even us top pros make mistakes and and just literally just try and watch what the top guys do and, and learn from them even if you don't get to train with some of the top guys or you can't afford to train just try and watch what they do and pretty much emulate that um 
those guys are where they are for a reason and most of them uh do everything pretty well so try and uh watch as many videos as you can and and uh just go out and and work on it and uh pretty much just have fun i think if you have fun that's uh when everybody does well and you you improve yeah that's good advice because yeah. i think we're all doing it for the fun yeah. most, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing it. it if it wasn't fun <laughs> there's obviously times where it's work it's like anything but uh, it still has to be fun yeah Nah, um, yeah, I think uh, Cash did everything pretty well. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that was enjoyable. People didn't, people didn't already leave. Yeah, for sure, man. You got you got one last story for us. Tell us a story personal, about you. Um, man, I know. Something I'm funny, to maybe. A funny story. I'm not good. At, I'm not a good storyteller. Putting my, on the uh, spot. My sister, my sister always makes fun of my stories. <laughs> Because I'm like, uh, I'm the person that it takes, like, <laughs> the, the story can be only like 15 seconds, but I make it like four minutes because it takes forever to get to the final point. And then I have such a, I have such a bad memory that normally <laughs> I forget the final point. And I'm like, well, the story en- ends halfway through. So uh, that's, uh, I guess that's, that's <laughs> the funny story is I'm not good at telling stories. So this, this, this podcast could go that for 20 minutes if I start telling a story. <laughs> all right well is there anybody you want yeah, to thank um obviously helping you my, uh, to get where RBM you're at ktm racing team uh they're a big part of uh helping me race uh this year and next year and and my dad's uh been a big part of uh helping me uh get better so obviously thanks to them and thanks to you guys for uh having me on really appreciate it absolutely yeah man thank you for coming on and uh we look forward to watching you yeah Hopefully, in the future. Uh, hopefully, so, uh, see good you, luck uh, and get Christmas camp and uh, see you around at some races. Hmm. Heck yeah, yeah, and I'll make you some oatmeal like I did yeah, up in uh, yeah, the works Washington. Some more of that, <laughs> yeah, that, ra- that race went pretty well. So, maybe it's, that's the trick. Good, good luck charm. That was the key, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I put my corn dog, yeah, that's <laughs> pretty funny. Perfect, uh, cool, awesome. All right, appreciate it. Right on, Cooper. Well, thanks. For, yeah, no worries. Thanks for thanks coming for on, me. man, and uh, we really appreciate it. So. Good time. Awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. We will see you at the races, and uh, uh, yeah, no worries. Thank, thank you. you. Appreciate <laughs> it. All right, thanks buddy. We'll too. have a good night, and we'll see you at the races. Yeah, and good luck well. with your future. All right. Yeah. All right. We'll talk Bye. to you later. Bye. And now, the tip of the show is brought to you by our good buddy, Nate Adams from Recreation Tire. Nate has given us a promo code to pass on to you, our listeners. Go to Recreation Tires or RecTires.com and with every order you receive, a 10% off. It's that simple. Just type in the promo code, Desert Dirt Biker. That's it. Type in Desert Dirt Biker with your order to receive 10% off. Thanks, Rectires. We'll be back in just a few with tip of the show. It's now that time of the show for race date segments. Brought to you by Recreation Tire. Go check them out at rectire.com and get all the parts you need for your bikes and quads and off-road vehicles.
Anyways, thanks, Rectire. Anyway, I'm going to go through some dates here. Um, December 5th, Cal City Grand Prix, California City, California. Uh, December 5th, we have the Kurt Caselli Ride Day at Fox Raceway, California. Go to kurtcaselli.com for more information on that. Pretty good benefit there. It's not really a race, but it's a ride, so go check that out. Uh, December 5th and 6th, 4th, 5th, and 6th, you have the Works Race, World Off-Road Racing Championship Series in Lake Havasu, Arizona. And I do believe this is the final round of 2020. Uh, more information at worksracing.com. W-O-R-C-S racing.com. December 6th, SRAGP, the Grand Prix at Glen Helen, California. SRAGP.com for any more information you need on that. On December 11th, you have the NG... PC, formerly Big Six, in Lake Havasu, Arizona, ngpcseries.com. Uh, 12, nineteen. you have Azop, the Canyon Christmas Grand Prix and Team Race. Non-points, so that means it's going to be fun, 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 just for fun. And that's in Peoria, Arizona. For more information on that, you can go to azopracing.com, A-Z-O-P racing.com. And another one, um, DA8 Christmas Camp with Destry and Cooper Rabbit. It's going to be doing a riding camp. Space is limited. There's a few spots left. Go uh, find more information. Sign up at D a eight training.com and that is december 18th 19th and 20th also i want to give a little shout out to my brother he moved to georgia probably 12 years ago or so he's from the nevada desert and quite good when he raced here several championships number one plates anyway he started racing just recently an organization back in georgia sorks Southern Off-Road Championship Series. Um, doing pretty good. A little, little tip on that, or not a tip, but stats. He said when he raced this last weekend, there was like almost 300 bikes on the course at one time. And the course is only eight miles. No dust, all through the grass and trees. Anyway, kind of crazy. Uh, he got first in his class. So good job, little brother. <laughs> anyway, just throwing that out there. Anyway, if you want to go check them out, I know it's in Georgia area, but it's S-O-R-C-S dot net. Anyways, go check them out. And that concludes this episode of Race Date Segment. Thanks, Rec Tires. All right, dirt bikers, we're at that point of the show where it's the end of the show. Yeah, we made it to the finish line. Finish line, baby. Anyways, want to thank Austin Bott, Cooper Abbott, and our sponsors. Yeah, thanks to Recreation Tires at RecTires.com. Thanks to the Antler Chew. Throw me a bone at theantlerchew.com. And also, we'd like to thank our new sponsor, Blood Lubricants, at 
lifebloodlubricants.com. Go check those guys out. Support them. They keep this show rolling. And uh, thank you to each one of our sponsors. Awesome. Yep. All right. We've hit the finish line. It's time to go. We'll see you on the next episode. Wrap. Thank you for listening to the Desert Dirt Biker. Make sure you tune in next time.